Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And we are so happy to be back on the mic talking to y'all right before Thanksgiving. Hello y'all. Let me tell y'all what I'm grateful for. I'm just kidding. I feel like that's something you always had to write in school like before Thanksgiving. Like tell me what you're grateful for. Oh, family. <laughs> I like my mom and food. <laughs> Essentially, family and food. That's what I'm thankful for. To this day, same thing. Family, food, friends. Period. So, y'all, we have a bombshell. Wait, I I didn't even ask. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, I'm doing cool. I'm doing. I'm doing cool. That's good to hear. That's that's really great to hear. Um, I'm doing cool too. I feel like we had a really fun, um, Sunday that we spent together, which is like. Most of the times when we meet up, it be business. Like, it really do. It really be business. Like, we got to do something for the podcast or, like, we both getting off work and we got to get something to eat. But it was nice to have, like, an old school, like, powwow, you know? Yeah, loved it. Yippity-doo-dah. And we'll get into it a little bit later in the show. We'll talk about exactly what happened. Yippity-doo-dah. It's a... Please. <laughs> um, so, let's get started with our fave for... Um, Someone actually recommended this to us before, like our four like tips for a fabulous dinner party. So we're going to share because, um, you know, some of y'all are hosting for um, Thanksgiving and, you know, maybe you cooking for a lot of people. Maybe you're cooking for just yourself, maybe just yourself, somebody else, maybe you're doing a Friendsgiving, whatever you got, whatever you plan to do for Thanksgiving. I think that these tips are going to be helpful. So, so where are you first? So my list, I was just Joe shit because I still had my list. And now I'm like, oh, where is it? <laughs> I say, bear with me. Bear with me. Okay. So, I got... so number one, relax. Like, just take a deep breath. Don't try. Because once you add all that nasty energy, it stink. that's when things start going. Hey, heal up all the lot. Like, just relax. I know it's easier said than done. But that's an uh, underrated tip. Like I feel is. like sometimes when the host isn't relaxed, it it can it makes the whole dinner like on edge. <laughs> exactly. Like just relax. Like at the end of the day, it's dinner. Like it's not like you performing a surgery. Like, come on. <laughs> um <laughs> like let's get real. Okay. Another thing, know your audience. Know who you're catering to. Like don't try to, you know, play city girls when, you know, grandma's there oh, or like yeah. just act like a certain, like, you know, act a certain way. You serving ham hunks, ham hawks and like, ham you know, your fam- <laughs> Is that what it is? Ham hunks? It's ham hawks, but ham hunks ham sounds very violent. <laughs> whatever y'all, whatever y'all be eating. They be eating um, hunks of ham as well. <laughs> We eat both. That. And that's the problem. <laughs> so you serving that, and then you got your Muslim relatives like just visiting. And it's just like, just know your audience. Like, yeah. get to know who's coming, what the dietary restrictions make everybody feel comfortable. Know your audience. Yeah. And also, uh, like, know who don't drink as well. 
Exactly. That's another thing about knowing your audience. Know who doesn't drink. Make them don't make them feel weird. Like accommodate people. That is your job as a host is to accommodate people. Because if you somebody like me, if I come to your thing and you do not have vegan options, I am definitely going to talk about you. One, two, and I'm going to order food to your house and I'm going to make it very awkward. When a delivery person comes, I'm going to, oh, excuse me, but I'm going to make it (laughs) like that. And it's been done on multiple occasions. It's definitely been done and I'm not afraid to do it. I I need to get more like you, um, but I just kind of leave earlier instead. But I think that like I've definitely benefited from when you like do DoorDash somewhere. But um, yep, yeah, I'll be like, I'm gonna stay here and I'm gonna be like, move out the way. And people really be like, what's that? Like, that, oh, irritating. So, oh. know your audience, make people feel comfortable because as a hostess, that is your job. Yeah, okay. Um, th- that goes into the next one have food for everyone. I mm-hmm. guess that's what, like, so yeah, have food for everyone, even if it's in like. I know, especially with black people, you think that you got to make a big thing for everybody. Like, for instance, obviously, mine and I are vegan. We have our vegan food, but it's not. It's literally just like enough to share between the both of us. And we still have leftovers. So you don't have to make it so extravagant. Like, ask the people what they want. Um, but yeah, make sure you have food for everybody. If it's somebody that's diabetic or somebody that can't have salt on something, like make sure you accommodate everyone. Somebody allergic to shellfish. If somebody's exactly. gluten free, again, if somebody do not drink, that's a big one that I'm getting. I'm that's my focus to get better. At. Like for my friends who do not drink, like how can I still like before? I'm like, oh, you don't drink, you have some water. But it's like, can you get them a mocktail? Like, can you get them <laughs> a little something to have fun with? Some sparkling cider, like some yeah, juice, fun. like something, a, a fancy I don't cup. Drink. I don't drink, and I like that would be fun. I don't drink, but and I don't like juice, but I love a strawberry lemonade. So like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, I would love a strawberry lemonade. And not to keep tell like being hype on your points, but like you, I'm, I'm, I just want to say this because this is something that I really have been holding my tongue on, and it's so relevant to this topic. Listen closely. If you're not vegan, right, but you see a small pot of vegan banana pudding for the vegans, for the four people there. That is not now the opportunity for you to taste vegan banana pudding, right? Yes. No, That's not real. the opportunity for you to be like, oh, wow, I've never had a, a vegan hot dog. Let me get some of your... There's a scarce amount of things that are put here. You continue to eat your ham hunks or whatever you're eating <laughs> over there. Like, the things that you've been eating this whole time. Like, I know people are curious about vegan food, and obviously I want people to become vegan at some point, but not on my watch. Like, not as it relates to, like... <laughs> taken away from me and and make like I can't go over to everything else when this food is done. It's just rude. Exactly. And like I I really try to redirect people in a positive way, but no. It's not it's not like I can have both unless you're at a buffet style catered event. But if it's mm-hmm. like at a potluck or something like that and it's a limited amount of the vegan option, you mm-hmm. don't get to try it. Just like I don't get a chance to try your stuff. You know, exactly. it's just that's it. So just be aware of it. Like, have some etiquette. Um, the next one is, well, the last one is, um, know when it's time to end it slash read the room. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try, like, if people, like, if, if the event starts getting low energy or whatever, don't try to um, get everybody like, come on, y'all, let's do da 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 Sometimes it's done. Like, and that's okay. Like, some people have, they're having a good time, but it's like, you know, 
we got to wrap this up. And that goes for the host and the guests as well. Yeah. Like, you especially, I feel like it's definitely for the guests. Like, you just got to, once you see people, you know, put, take out that aluminum foil and, like, you know, all right now. Like, you hear that? It's like, all right, you need to start going. Some people are an exception. I'm not to be biased like i usually am the exception i can say but <laughs> just being real you yeah Saria always be the last one cleaning up the kitchen exactly i can stay because i also help mm-hmm. that's it i can help and i can get home so some people can't do neither so it's like you need to go Go. go when it's time for your ride to go. You need to go as well. Exactly. Don't don't miss out on your ride and to be looking at everybody else because I'm gonna act like I'm <laughs> I'm good for falling asleep and not waking back up. So please, exactly. I and I know responsibility. that. And I exactly. And I know that about Iman as well. So I'm just like, just know when to end it when the party is done, and that's okay. I don't know. Um, also, I want to um, circle back to relax. I didn't hit on this point. Also. St- don't try to make people have fun because everybody's fun is different. Like for instance, I could have fun and I could be sitting there doing nothing. Like I'm just I'm happy to be here. I'm chilling. But like, don't like, come on, play the game. Play, play, like do this, do this, do this, do this. Like don't do that because like it's some people it's going to make them uncomfortable or they just going to be like, uh, like me, like it might, I'm the type of person I'd be like, all right, like I kind of want to leave. Like, Cause I don't want to do, like let's just let people have fun on their own terms, you know? Yeah. Because just because somebody's sitting there on their phone don't mean they not having a blast. Yes, I agree. I agree. Great, uh, amazing tips. I agree with all of those. I had to ad- adjust some things on my list because I was going to name some of those, but um, I think that these cover like some a little little bit different areas. So number one. Um, something I always try to do as a host is to have somewhat of a theme, right? Mm-hmm. Like I try to like make the food go together. Like me and my mom try to get some like colors coordinated, some decorations, like, um, anything like that to make the space fun. It don't have to be fancy, but it does show like that you, you, you know, you, you put intention in it. Like it's about mm-hmm. making your space comfortable. And with that, like having the things that people can use out already. So say you funny about your plates and your dishes. So don't have the places, plates and dishes somewhere where people can see them if they can't use them. Instead, mm-hmm. have that plastic plates. Like have everything like an operation system. Like when me, like I always think to myself, all right, let's 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 let me work this out. I'm getting a plate. So if I get a plate, I'm more likely going to want a napkin. I'm going to want a fork. All right. So let's place all these things together here. And then, you know what? I'm going to walk through. Like, I want the rice first. I'm going to want something a little saucier. Like, try to, like, you know, think of, like, your visitor's journey and, like, pre-plan that ahead of time through, like, whatever. You know, a theme, color colored cups, like all those things. And then at the end, like I always have a station for like drinks. Like here's the ice. Here's a scooper for the ice. You know, people are going to need that. Like we, at at this point, most of us have been to a party. So just kind of like think about that stuff ahead of time as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Another thing that I was going to share is have more than enough. I know that this is going to sound like, oh, like more than enough. That's expensive. But like, even if you have to ask for help and do things potluck style, like the other day, me and my friends got together and it was like one person bought the like the main dish. Another person brought an appetizer. Another person bought a salad. Another person. And then like I bought like desserts and wines and bears. And like we've had enough because we contributed together. But one thing I don't like is when people are like, like telling folks 
that what they can have, like penny pension with the food. Because it's like, I could have stayed home and had a feast. And now I'm coming here starving. Like, I'm I'm hungry. I want to be able to eat. And like, like don't be like, oh, this, like, I've, I've come to places and people will be like, you know, using the cake as capital, right? Like, oh, no, no, no. This cake not for everybody. This is special cake. Then what the hell you got it at the cookout for if it ain't for everybody at the cookout? You yeah. know, like, why have that? If you're going to, like, be weird about it, if you're going to be, like, a territorial over, like, food, it's supposed to be for everybody to eat. Like, one thing I always like about, like, my family, um, specifically my dad, he's like, I'm going to buy more than enough because nobody's going to ever have it to say that they came to my place and they left hungry. Now, I want you to go and I want you to have a platter. I want you to have two plates on top of each other in the Uber. Like, all right, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> like, I want you to eat and feel like that you can do that. Like, abundance. Having that, like, abundance mindset when it comes to, like, the food, the alcohol, and, and share. Like, you ever see go to a party and you see somebody, like, having a Hennessy in their hand? It's like, if you don't put that damn pint of Hennessy down and pour the shot, it's not going to be here forever. Don't be a hog like that. Exactly. And, like, it's different. Like, I know that some people might be like, well, what you said about the vegan? It's different. different. You have a, a, a dietary restriction. And then when people are just like, all right, now you can't, like, ration this stuff out. Because it's like, if you want to ration stuff out, like you said, why are you bringing this apart? If you couldn't do it, if you couldn't handle it, then don't have the function, you know? Thank you for calling that out. Yes, I feel like that could seem like that. Those two things are like, oh, well, which one is it? No, when there's somebody with a dietary restriction, like, for example, my grandmom baked a vegan casserole for us. Um, if that ran out, we can't just go and get it easy. Like she baked that. It took about five hours of preparation to make that. And it's six vegans here. And those six vegans, I want y'all to lick the bowl. I don't want it to be <laughs> nothing else in there. I want y'all to kill it. Like I bought more than enough donuts for the vegans. I bought more than enough things for the vegans. But I mean, like if let's just say we had an all vegan party, like let everybody be allowed to pig out. Don't be like, oh, this person was eating this, or eating that. Like as a host, anticipate people to come pig out, have a good time. And like, just let them be safe enough to eat. Like I, you ever had been to a place where you felt like people was monitoring who was getting what, how many drinks? And it's just like, just... Let people have that. It could be that could be a very old school problem that like my family has. But like me and Savvy actually were talking about this, like how we've been to cookouts where people were like watching and then like talking about people based on how much they eat. So don't be that host. Don't be the host to make people feel bad when you invited them to your space. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next, work the room. This is something that I really do take pride in. Like, if you invite people to your space, like, for example, me and everybody know me and Sabrina Best Friends, it's easy for me to just be connected to her, right, the whole time. But you have to go and mix and mingle and talk to everybody. You actually are responsible for cultivating the vibes and the good time when you are the host. Like, mm -hmm. you are responsible for making sure that everybody feels welcome. There have been times where people have invited me to things and they, like, didn't say anything to me afterwards, especially when I was a kid. And I just felt like, did they actually even want me there? Why was I invited? Should I have been more <laughs> outspoken? Like, what could have happened? And it was just, like, an awkward experience. But um, because I experienced that, every time I have a party, I'm always like, hey, how you been? How's it going? Thank you so much for coming. I appreciate it. Did you see this? Did you see that? Okay, get connected to this. Okay, cool. Have you met this person? All right, cool. Let me connect y'all to each other. How's your mom doing? It's just the simple things. You should, 
it should be nobody. That, if it's your singular party, it should be not one person that you have not talked to. That's just how I go about it. And that's why I'd be exhausted at the end of my parties. But I feel like everybody has left feeling seen, feeling like they are a part of the event. Like that's very important, like being inclusive and work in the room. Exactly. Finally, no interventions at the party. <laughs> I repeat, no intervention. If you beefing with somebody, right, don't wait to get to the party and get drunk to be like, so this is something that's on my mind. Nobody hears, right? Because we're at a New Year's Eve party and we're trying to have fun. Like, we don't want to do that. Like, I actually cannot stand it. And it's like usually a, a big buzzkill for me. I think that reality TV um, has led people to believe that when we're all in one space, that's a time to be like, so at our last event, no, why are you ruining the vibe like that? Anything you got to say to me, you better say tomorrow. Like, that's just it. I don't want to hear it tonight. I don't want yeah. to step aside. I don't want to do any of that. Keep, if if it means like, like this is for if you're an attendant of an event, not if you're a host, because if you're a host, you're probably not going to invite nobody you beefing with, right? But if you like two people don't get along, don't feel the need to like address it at that party. Like, just let it go. Ignore that person. Keep it cute. And just be respectful to the event. You do not have to address things. Like stuff like this happened in my family all the time. Oh, well, I was just feeling some type of what? Move on. Nobody cares. <laughs> like we trying to drink Hennessy and do the cha-cha slide. Nobody wanna hear that. Let it go. Yeah. You you exactly. didn't care that much because you came. So it's like just let it go. Yeah, don't do that. Don't try to get an audience. Like it's not because you going you gonna get your feelings hurt. You won't get your feelings hurt, especially like when people don't want to hear it. And they're going to be like, all right, come on now, cut this out. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, those are our tips. Hopefully, um, they landed. Um, let us know if you have additional tips or you have some thoughts about ours. Of course, hit us up on social. Let us know what you're feeling. All right. So, let's move on into um, Toast for Assist. So apparently, um, this woman on TikTok asked Lizzo to send her a dress that she wore to the Emmy so that she could wear it to an event. And Lizzo actually sent the dress to the girl on TikTok. How kind is that? How Can you imagine? That's so sweet. That is so sweet. And like as plus size women, it can be like, it can be very hard, like being thick, being plus size, whatever you identify as, like. If you have like a body that isn't quote unquote normative, it could be really, really hard to find like something like dazzling, amazing. So Lizzo doing this was like really, really just, it's just the love that I love to see and the support, like all, all those things. Yes. And also like they look fabulous in the dress. I know I haven't used that word in so long. Fabulous. Oh <laughs> no, they really look. did look fabulous. I'm watching the video right now. <laughs> they look wow. so nice in the dress and that was so... Yeah, that was just so sweet. Like, I love that. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Like, how connecting with your fans and stuff like that. And just, like, that's what... I love that. That is just so sweet. That is so sweet. so sweet. And it's the pure joy. It's the pure joy. Like, if you can make somebody's day like this, why not do it? So, shout out to Lizzo, who just seems like a really... Lizzo seems like a sweetheart, for real. A down-to-Mars girl. Yeah. um, like Andre said. I love it. I love it so much. Um, and also, we would like to do um, a pray for a sis, um, praying to everyone affected, especially the families and the people who were in attendance for the Colorado Springs shooting. 
um, talk about the absolute worst, the worst, worst, worst um, news ever to hear that like individuals were targeted in their safe space. So we just want to take a moment to read the names of the individuals who lost their lives. Daniel Davis Ashton, Raymond Green, Kelly Lovin, Ashley Paul, and Derek Rump. Like just completely sad. Yes, and also um, shout out to um, the man um, and the trans woman who helped um, take down and disarm the shooter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is so it's so tragic, and uh, my our hearts are with those people. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to take a moment now, and we're going to move on into tea time. So, the Chrisleys are going to jail. That I like. This feels like fake news. It really do. It's crazy. Like I'm so that really hit me and my mom hard. Um, because we are big fans of their show, and um, my mom was watching the spinoffs, like they kids and stuff. <laughs> so. I'm like, yeah, that do sound like because I remember it was talks and the about them like possibly being sent to prison. Mm-mm-mm. And um, Ty, I remember he was saying stuff like, "Don't believe stuff you say." Like, you know, we God got us or whatever like that. Blase, blase, bloop. And then it comes out that he has ten years and plus sixteen months of probation, and his wife has seven years, and it's like, golly, yeah, that's a long time. I mean, I'm reading he got, got twelve years. Oh, it's twelve. Oh my god, yeah, I thought and, it was ten. Yeah, she he got twelve years, sixteen month probation, and Julie got uh seven years and sixteen month probation, and apparently Todd asks if his wife not be punished uh to the same extent, which is oh. just like wow. And, um, and um, what was I going to say? Yeah, because that's a but they're granted they're going to be a federal prison, but still, like, and they're people that's really close to their family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, the reason why they're going to jail is for tax um, evasion. So, um, I was listening to the news and they called them swindlers and said <laughs> they've been swindling for years. And Sabrina, what was the figure you named? Um, 30 million crimey, like 30 million. <laughs> <laughs> 30 Todd. <laughs> but you like made up a, you made a good point earlier when you said your dad was like, what do they actually do? Yeah, because like I remember my cause like it's like I said, my mom watches it religiously and like every time she would watch it, my dad was like, What do they do? What do they do? And like my mom was like, real estate, like selling this, blah, blah, blah. And you know, they live down south and money is longer down south. So, like, it wasn't really, like, questioned. It just was like, oh, like, they do real estate, blah, 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 blah. But, um, yeah, it turns out that the show was actually, like, it wasn't, it was a front, but it wasn't. But it was, like, they were trying to say, oh, this money came from here. Like, try to, like, you know, finagle, like, the text, but, oh, the money came from here. Mm. But they figured it out. Jesus Christ. Todd and Julie Chrisley were accused of lying to secure $30 million in bank loans, then later filing for bankruptcy to avoid paying more than $20 million in debt. But my thing is, like, I, like while I didn't know what they did, I did know that, that it was a possibility that they might have been doing something illegal because of their teeth. Like, again, it's <laughs> like certain rich people, like, it's all about the teeth. Like, some people get teeth that's just like, 
Swindler teeth. Swindler teeth. Like munch, munch, munch. Like munch on the money, munch on whatever I got to munch <laughs> out my way so that I can right. actually like get ahead. Like when you, when people got the teeth for like, um, am I imagining this? Like in Toy Story, wasn't there a set of like dentures or something? It was. Yeah. When they got teeth around. that look like them things, that's when you know <laughs> it might be some evil lurking behind them. And that's the first thing. I'm sorry, Gucci Mane. Like those teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true, cause like that's it's money like, hungry big, teeth. Exactly, cause it's like big money. Everything I do, is big, 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 <laughs> big teeth, big white chiclet teeth. And when you see mm-hmm. them wide grins like that, it's like usually a sign that they trying to. It's like dazzling in this way that's just like again swipe or no swiping like that. Mm, yep, exactly. But it's I feel I, it's like sad because I know they did something wrong, but I still don't want that for them. Like I just keep looking at Julie. I'm like, she don't look like she could do no time in the pen. Like she just don't look like it. Yeah, I and agree. I, and it's not just because she's white either. It's just because it's like she's a mother. Like it's just like it's like something I could never picture my mom doing. You know, like when moms seem real momish, it's just hard to believe that. And Todd too. I just cannot picture him in prison. Yeah, same. Like, I just hope they can stick it out. Me too. Like, Me too. Uh, very, very uh, unfortunate news. Very, very unfortunate news there. Send a lot to the kids because, like, their kids are young and their granddaughter that their caregiver for is young. And, you know, stuff like this can rock a family. Exactly. Because they had to take their... um their granddaughter from, the, um, from their son and her mom because they weren't um well to take care of her and it's like now she has her grandparents i mean she's gonna be raised by her her aunt um but still it's just like that's just so much on the child so 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 much so much on the child so yes send a prayers to the family because that's a lot mm-hmm. <sighs> all right so I saw the lotto was trending today, and apparently it's because a hundred and thirty tree, tree, a hundred and thirty tree, a one hundred and thirty <laughs> songs were leaked, including um, Bia and like Koi Larae uh, demos. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, I forgot that like Lotto was known for rapping, and I forgot that she made her come up off of a show because again I'm a little bit older than Lotto, so I wasn't really like being, I wasn't paying attention when she was like on that show and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, same. I definitely forgot about it. And, like, that's really uh, monumental that she made it out because that show really was just, like, whatever. Yeah, and I, I do feel like the the thing that people t- are, are bringing out of this the most is that, like, and the, like, Blick Blick. If y'all don't know, that's, like, a song with, like, Koi LeRae and uh, Nicki Minaj. And there's, like, um the demo of, like, a lotto, like, rapping it. And that the same chorus that she raps is what, like, appear in, like, Koi and Nikki's verse. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, unclear whether it was supposed to be a feature for Lotto or she simply recorded it as a reference for Koi. But I'm just like, that don't, that's not a good look because, like, Nikki is, like, beefing with her right down. And, like, you know, so it's like, damn, you actually rapping something that I might have created. You know, like, that's like, oh, that's a weird feeling. That and, is. Yeah. And also people were saying that, like, Koyla Ray should have been honest about, like, um, not writing it when she was on live with Nicki Minaj because maybe that might have changed if Nicki collaborated with her if she had the problem with, like, Lotto ahead of time. But my thing is, like, um, everybody is, is like, 
if it was Coyle Ray's song, did she have to share that if she went through all the right legal processes to buy it? You know what I mean? Yeah, cause cause she said on uh, I'm gonna say again, not familiar, but did she say on the live that she wrote it? Um, that's what see, I don't know. That's one thing I do not know, but that's what it was being alleged in like some some like comments on social media. Mm. That like Koi should have just been honest. She was making it like she wrote it on the on the live with Nikki. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she probably should have um cooled down on that. Um, <laughs> Just cool down a little bit. Because, like, also, it's no, like, it's nothing wrong with having ghostwriters. Like, I feel like people want to be like, oh, this mine. Like, I did this, whatever. And then, in ter- and, and when doing that, that comes bite you on the ass sometimes. Um, Because people always going to dig deep. Oh, my you God. Know? Sorry, I'm just I'm just looking at the 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 whole lot of money conversation. It says the leaks also included um also included in the batch of leaks was Lotto's version of BS twenty twenty one hit Whole Lot of Money, which later received a remix featuring Nicki Minaj. While some of Lotto's lyrics provided the basic skeleton of the hook, Bia later explained that the seven 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 hitmaker didn't have a hand in writing the song. So she was saying okay, so it's just like but it seems like Lotto's fingerprints is all over stuff. So it's like kind of weird that like even myself have like been not really seeing her as like one of the top rap girls, but like those are, I guess, two of the more popping songs, and she was like behind it. It's just like crazy how I, it makes me curious about how this writing shit really work. What's the process? Yeah, for real. Like, what's like, the process? It's, it's a whole. It's a whole lot of liars in this mother. That's how I feel. Ooh, like, sorry. I, They were saying something. It was like it was an alternative version of Lotto's "Sex Lies" surface featuring guest vocals from Tory Lanez instead of Lil Baby. The collaboration raised questions about Lotto's loyalty to Megan Thee Stallion, but it seems like she took, um, she took Tory uh, off and Mm. put Lil Baby on. I'm confused. It's just a lot that people are trying to piece together. After uh all these leaks, but ha- just having one hundred and thirty songs to leak in itself is impressive. Yeah. Also, who are these people that's leaking this stuff? Yeah, that's is what it I their know. is it their camp? Like, is it like a hacker ass fan? Like, what is it? Yeah, I feel like it, the camp idea kind of would make sense because it's like, look, the conversation is now people like me who just was like, "Energy is a cute song," to like, "Damn." 130 songs she writing for this many it only cred it makes her a little bit more credible yeah the music industry i'll tell you it's not a it's a it's a sneaky sneaky place them being sneaky um if you could ghost write for one person who would it be ice spice without a doubt that's easy Mm. okay i would i would love to write for her I'm trying to think. Definitely um, City Girls for me. Because mm. I would want to say some crazy things that, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like I would want to say some things and like play with Carisha voice, you know? Ice Spice is a very good one, though. I love her. Did you see that her old tweets um, resurfaced? <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is, yes, it's funny. But the other thing is somebody definitely was looking at her tweets to try to expose her and for something and be like, gotcha. 
like, which is very sick. Like, that's a sick thing that people do in society. They try to be like, I gotcha. Like, you ah, you popping for me. Let me, yeah. let me, let me find like, something. Exactly. Let me take you down. Like, <laughs> surprise, surprise. We like her more. Her tweet, her old tweets were actually so funny. And I'm like, they, they actually, it showed me that like how she show up doesn't capture how funny she probably actually is. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, more to come on this lotto situation. It was just very interesting. 130, like, tracks. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, Taylor Swift uh, caused some chaos on Ticketmaster, and they're <laughs> taking it to court. Okay? Yeah. First of all, the, I feel like the Swifties is definitely a force to be reckoned with. Like, it's just like... <laughs> I feel like they, if if any fan base, I feel like they definitely are a fan base that has the power to overturn laws. I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> what laws? Any. Like, maybe the, uh, you know, Declaration of Independence. I don't know. Like, I feel like they have the power to do some things that we feel like, you know, what? You know? Yeah. Well, a whole fiasco happened. Um... <laughs> Last week, when millions of Taylor's fans were locked out of buying pre-sale tickets for um, her tour, and days later, Ticketmaster announced that it would be canceling public sales altogether. So this led to like um, a senator, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, examining the ticket industry. So Amy kind of like spilled. She said the high fees. <laughs> Site disruptions and cancellations that customers experience show how Ticketmaster's dominant market position means the company does not face any pressure to continually innovate and improve. When there is no competition to incentivize better service and fair prices, we all suffer the consequences. And I really like what she said about like, when there's no competition, there's no pressure to continually innovate and improve because I be feeling like that with a lot of things. I feel like True. if as long when people need things because it's the only way, you know, that supply and demand conversation, like boom, people really, really need things. Like um folks can be a little bit like, you know, laissez faire about like being innovative because it's like they don't actually value the experience of the people on the other end as much as they exper- they value like just the transactional part. And like, mm-hmm. I find this like a conversation that I have a lot when I'm like trying to advocate for like a customer. And then you got like people looking at things from like the business and that are just like, um, what makes us the most money? Okay, shut up. Then we'll do that. And exactly. it's like, yeah, if you think about it, there is no real competition for a ticket master. There's no competition. So I'm like, yo, there's somebody right now. So right now, coding a new website that'll be a competition and Thank like God. if you're smart like I, I want like somebody like let's it don't have to be jay-z but somebody who like has like a record label or something like that to create it so that it can be like they can add some valuable like um benefits for customers but also for like the artists too because like taylor swift went on social media and was just like this is like a catastrophe and it's completely out of my control so so would you let me laugh yeah (laughs) it's a catastrophe from the artistic end yeah exactly because also like again ticketmaster don't really have any competition because the next step if you don't get it on ticketmaster you have to go to resellers Sub, and that's not really hub, right. Um, it's a lot of them. Mm. It's like StubHub. It's um 
someone called Seat Something. It's a lot of resellers for tickets. Um, and you can resell tickets on Ticketmaster because this is another thing. This happens to me. I went to go see Rico Nasty um a few years ago. It was like 2018. And I accidentally bought two tickets. And they wouldn't let me return the ticket. I had to resell it. Mm. And then it was something like the resale price was like, like what I would profit from it was like, it sucked basically. Mm. But I was just like, it was a mistake like on their part. Like I got two tickets because I think I was trying to get like a meet and greet ticket and like general admission ticket and it registered buying two tickets. So yeah. Oh my God. I forgot that happened. Yeah. Ticketmaster <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah, it really do suck. And, like, anything without competition is, like, whoa, that ain't good. Like, imagine if we had one bank, right? Like, it would be, like, they could charge us whatever overdraft fees, whatever mm-hmm. maintenance fees they want. Imagine if we only had one gym. It's like, okay, you don't like this? Well, too damn bad. You know? Yeah, they like, really care. Yeah, it's, it, the ticketed industry serves so many people, too. Do, oh, that's another thing I keep on thinking about that. When we... When, um, Ryan was getting our My Chemical Romance tickets. That was terrible. That was so terrible. The site kept on crashing. We couldn't get tickets for Philly. Then we was like, okay, let's go to Vegas. That'll be fine. We couldn't go to, we couldn't get tickets for Vegas. Then we had, we got tickets for Denver for, I don't know how. Like, it just was so, the fact that we had to jump from two, like, three different states, like, that was crazy in itself. It was so nuts how that went. Mm, 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 mm. And another thing, I forgot. <laughs> I bought tickets from Ticketmaster in 2020 and for a show, and I never got refunded. For I never got... Oh, no, sorry. That was from Live Nation. No, I think Live Nation is owned by Ticketmaster. Yeah, so Live Nation yeah. owns Ticketmaster. They do. I never... Even, granted, it was $20. It was going to be my first um, death metal show, but I never got my money back. Like, they... Obviously, it was closed because of the pandemic because I was supposed to go on my birthday, but... Literally got no email about rescheduling the show, no email about refund anything. It was like they just didn't discuss it. Mm. Yeah, you guys fucking suck. Yeah, trash, trash, Better. trash, trash. Um, not with it, not with it at all. Yeah, I'm just curious about what's going to happen next. Like they was like we canceled it, so it's like so what? Everybody got to start over again. Like what does that mean? The people who bought tickets or they don't count. What does this mean? And would, most importantly, get this shit right before summer renaissance, okay? Get I it right. would jump because as somebody who, first of all, waiting in a line for tickets is so excruciating. Like, again, when we was doing the My Coming From tickets, I was on my phone and Ryan was doing it on his phone too. And I, we still didn't get tickets for the show. Same. We both was on our phones. Mm-mm-mm. And... We still didn't get tickets. So having to do that over again is for an artist that's like very high demand is so irritating. Like, I'm so like, even though I'm not a Swifty, I don't really, I don't really feel anything towards Taylor Swift now, but I'm like, I feel for them because like that is so irritating waiting in the, like, I just remember having so, like, I was high stressed like that day and it <laughs> just was like, <laughs> And it's annoying because they probably got the tickets and, like, if they got to do this shit again, they're like, well, what? We might not get the seats that we want. Because I was going to pay for I was going to pay whatever. I wanted to be in the front. But we ended up having nosebleed seats mm-hmm. in a different state. And I'm just like, yo. Yeah, that's just get 
Get it together. That's all I got to. I'm going to keep yeah. saying it. Get it together. Because the beehive is nasty. Okay? We're very nasty. And I'm just... So, I'm... You better dot your I's and cross your T's, baby. Because... Because, huh. like, I still don't know how my parents got... um tickets for us to see Beyonce. I feel but like it was more cut. I, I feel like the, the resale industry wasn't what it was is now either. It's true. It's, I it, do it, feel like they would have got them regardless, but um, I just feel like that, like, it just was a different time. It just felt so simple. Yeah, and it was even, well, it was a little bit crazy when we was, like, I remember it was like two, I think it was like 2000. I was like seven, I think, or so. I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I remember my mom trying to get tickets for me to see Spice Girls. And that's when you had to call on the phone. And that was crazy. Um, Did not get those tickets. Never seen Spice Girls. Um, But (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) That's neither here nor there. (laughs) But. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) You'll have a day to see him. I'm 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 still hopeful. Yeah, I'll see him. But my favorite Spice Girl is not performing. Which one? Posh. Oh, she well, said she I, never do it again. She didn't do it. Um, in two thousand, I think it was nineteen. She didn't do it. Damn. Yeah. Come on, Poshy. <laughs> I mean, Scary will be there, but I wanted to see both of them. Mm. But yeah, so Ticketmaster just they. I feel like this probably is the straw that ca- broke the camel's back because they've been dragging her ass for a while now. <laughs> and I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> not they've been dragging like, their ass for a while now. They have, because I'm just thinking about that. Like, it's not the point that I don't even care about getting my money back from that show. They haven't been the pandemic because it was $20. But the fact that it was, they act like it didn't happen. Like, I feel <laughs> crazy. I feel crazy. Like, they literally act like it didn't happen. We like, nothing to see here. Literally. And I'm like, I feel crazy. Like, I remember it because I was supposed to go on my birthday. I was excited about that. Like, don't try... Like, I feel like I'm being gaslit. Like, y'all really don't pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah, but it's only $20. Damn. It's like, that's still unprofessional. It's the principle. It's like, the principle. Damn. Gosh, well... Yeah, I hope Taylor Swift burns a hole in their asses. I really do. <laughs> Light them right up. Light that ass up. Exactly. All right. Um... I guess we'll stay tuned on that. I feel like everything we've named, I'm like, to be continued, more to come. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the sunken place, shall we? So yeah. this week, we're going to talk about something that's just like, I don't think anybody talks about it enough, and that is stalkers. We want to put stalkers in the sunken place. This conversation was sparked by two incidents. One, right, Natalia Bryant. Um, you know, the daughter, some of y'all may know her, the daughter of Kobe Bryant, right? She, um, and Vanessa Bryant, she is seeking, um, a restraining order against, they're saying an alleged stalker, but from everything that I've read, it don't seem like there's nothing alleged about this stalker. This is a person who has been commenting constantly on her social media, making it as if they're together. This is a person who has been saying that they need to recreate Kobe Bryant, be like as, as, as pretty much saying that they need to have a child together, which is what the fuck, bro? What? Do not say that about her father that she lost. Like, are you crazy? He threatened to make c- contact with her, and then he showed up on her college campus two times, 
And also, during the times he showed up on the campus, through his social media, he was asking about, like, how to buy some type of semi-automatic, like, gun piece. Like, he's just, like, this gun enthusiast. And it's, like, this clear link between anytime he tries to see her and him trying to get a firearm or him talking about a firearm. So one can make the assumption that, like, he has, like, maybe um, a violent intention. Like, uh, it's a it's a really, really, like, weird thing. And then, um, second, there was this video... Uh, circulating around Twitter of this incel who actually was so like convinced that his he was correct. He was so convinced that he was right that he pretty much told on himself. He went into the police and told that he was, you know, trying to get with this girl, trying to play her song, his co-worker, trying, trying, trying. She kept turning him down. So he was like, I just wanted her to listen to my song. I just wanted her to do this. I just kept calling. She she didn't even give me a chance. She didn't even listen to the song. And the police was like, well, maybe you should leave her alone, right? And he was like, well, I'm here essentially because her father called and threatened me. So I just want to, you know, let y'all know if something happened to me and the police were like, just, just stop it. He was saying all types of insane things. Like, what was he saying? He Uh, was saying that she is, um, she's probably a lesbian and like, she doesn't know what's best for her. And they were like, leave her. Well, if she is turning down your advances, that means that she does not, what he's not interested, excuse me. And he was like, girls like that. Women like to be chased. Like she doesn't know what she wants. Like she definitely wants it. It was, like, very, very insane. It was very insane. And it's, like, a peek into what some people actually believe. And there's also this show called, like, I Am a Stalker um, on Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. if, like, I watched the entire season. Sabria did, too. I watched it. Stalkers don't actually believe that there's a problem with what they're doing because they're like, I just wanted to say something. I just wanted yeah. to tell, you know, they really don't believe it. And I feel like for like stalking, especially in the age of the internet and hyper visibility is like a threat that we need to address right now. It's very difficult to prove that somebody is stalking you and there's little consequences for it. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just, I just hate that. But it's like, there's a thin line between like, haha, just being your, your friendly social media creep and stalking. And stalking yeah. is very scary to people. Like, just, it's just very don't do it. scary. That's like my one of my worst fears. Cause, like, I had somebody, um, I remember on Tumblr who, um, sorry, that, let me get off my phone. I look on Trended and it say, Rest in Peace, Harold. Who the fuck is Harold? But anyway, I, I think Harold uh, is that guy I was telling you about Army Hammer's father. His name's Harold oh, Hammer, I think. Just saying. Just seeing that name without a last name is like, who the hell is Harold? I could also, I'm a liar. It's not the same person. It's Harold Miller. I don't know Miller. who this nigga is, is, but rest in peace to him. Rest in peace, Harold. Okay. But um, yeah, so that's like one of my worst fears. Um, Because like I said, somebody on Tumblr, they would like message me. They First of all, they had, there was a faceless account. And I think it was like Mickey Mouse was a picture. And like everybody know that I love Disney. And they would like, like not anonymously, they would like message me like weird things. Like sometimes if they felt like they were going to kill themselves, they would message me. And like, or they like self-harm, they would message me some stuff. And like, they would just message me like really weird and cryptic stuff. And like, I was just super creeped out about that. Um, Especially as somebody who is like, 
I don't have like the biggest social media social media following, but I have more than I would say like the average per like I probably like in a workspace. Like if they had to pick out who had the most the biggest social media file, it would probably be me. And I am very like I speak to like mostly like a lot of people that I follow I mean that follow me and like it's just kind of scary that you don't know who is like picking up tabs and being like you know writing like you know your name and blood or some stuff like that like you just don't know like you could think like oh this person is a supporter the whole time they like got a shrine or something Mm -hmm. like that it's just like you just never know and like Iman said they really because I watched that um soccer um thing as well on Netflix and they really just don't get it they really think that that if they get in contact with this person they're gonna better their life yeah yeah it's it's insane you know I've had I might have shared it before I won't get into too many details I had experience with um stalker before it was very scary because i was like little simple things like going to your car walking in a dark hallway you know you you can't have spend every second of your life with somebody right yeah so so it's like you have to be alone at some point and it's just like not me a grown woman having to like come in at certain times and watching over my shoulder and i can think about like somebody like natalia have being a college student it's like that that experience shouldn't be taken away from her. Like, oh, you know, like I can't even be in college on peace because college campuses are big. It's people walking around you constantly and being like under the public light, people know exactly where you go to school. It's just creepy. It's just really, really weird. And like, again, if you go to the police, there's not going to be much they can really do for you. It's so hard to prove. And it almost comes to a point where like you have to be in danger in order for something to happen. That's really, really like the worst. Exactly, feeling. and also she probably just want to like be a normal, like you know, high school freshman and like do things with her friends stuff. But she can't, like she already couldn't. But now she's probably going to be on high alert. Yeah. So and she's like I think a college freshman, and she has sorority sisters. So that speaks to the fact that like this is somebody who just wants to live, have a normal college experience. Mm-hmm. You know, this is also somebody who has been through a horrendous tragedy already. Like, it's yeah. enough trauma there. Like, just leave her alone. Leave her alone, man. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just really crazy out here. Um, some tips: if you're out somewhere, don't post it in real time, right? Like, if you're out somewhere, like I don't care if it's a club, whatever the case, post it later once you've moved on the next day. Um, if you're traveling somewhere, especially if you're traveling alone, you like I I if I'm if I'm like in a major city, like say the city is like Los Angeles or, or Miami, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll share that I'm there. But if you're in somewhere that's a little bit smaller, people might be able to identify or find you, like a, a town with a thousand less or five thousand less population. Yeah, don't post that you're there until you're there. Like, resist the urge to let people know you're traveling until it's safe because people are crazy. That's mm-hmm. just it. People are nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Also, like, something um, I try not to do is so hard. I, tr- I used to 
you know, before like the stalking experience, I love sharing cafes. But if I know I'm there often, I will not share. Don't share things you frequent. Don't share, uh, try not to share your the name of your gym. Now, if somebody lives in the same city as you, they're going to probably know the cafe. They're going to know the gym. They're going to know the restaurant. And it's not really much you could do about that other than not post. But like, try not to do that. And a tip I learned from Jackie Ina is not to share your car, right? It used to be the thing back in the day. You get a new will and you you show it on social media. Like, I remember I did that. I was so proud. Like, oh, I got a car, blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. Don't let people know what you're driving in because folks could, could A, identify you, two, weaponize that information as if they know you. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And be careful about posting your kids um, and your family members as well. That's so crazy. Like, it's just like, because I love seeing people's stuff. Like, not even, I'm just like, oh, that makes me excited. Like, yay. Yeah. But it's like, you can't even do stuff like that because people are just such damn freaks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such freaks. <sighs> so, sending love to, like, anyone who has ever been a victim of stalking. I know a super is very scary and isolating and it's just hard. It's hard to, to get help. It is. So send the love there. All right. So let's move into common senses. Let's go. All right. So we want to talk about something that like goes, goes against what we just talked about. We want to talk about talking to strangers, right? I know <laughs> Whoa, that's what a segue. <laughs> what a segue. It's like this whole show is like, I know we said this before, but now we mean it in a different way, which is real. Like nothing is yeah. like that simple. Everything's nuanced. But uh, we want to talk about talking to strangers and connecting and networking and broadening your circle because look, we outside. The world is open again, hopefully. Um, and we just want to like, you know, everybody's in a, a space to socialize, build a community, figure it out. But that might be hard to do. And recently, Something Sabri and I have both been doing is uh, talking to strangers. And I think a beautiful example of this came um, during our workshop on uh, on Sunday. So we're going to actually share, but we went to um, a Kala Hill. Um, we went to Kala Hill Greens. This is a black woman owned wellness cafe um, and she hosts beauty mixers. So you get to drink some beauty elixirs. You get a chance to have like a charcuterie board, vegan um, options, but you also get to walk through um, creating your own skincare and it's super educational. Um, But I want to like kind of pass the mic to Sabria to talk about like what exactly happened. Yes. So um, we were at this workshop, which I'm so glad that I went to, especially getting older. Like I wanted to definitely get in more into skincare um but that's besides the point so we were talking and I felt like it was first of all uh, it was a big group had canceled so it was intimate it was just three of us um and the host and I just felt very comfortable in that moment and um the host she was just her name was Christy by the way uh Christy she was like just talking about like um like how to stay positive and sometimes you got to do things you don't want to do, but don't lose sight of what your main goal is. And she just was. And then we started talking about age because we met somebody there who um, also she literally her birthday was the day before. Shout and, out to Brie. Yes. Shout out to Brie. <laughs> and we she literally um, 
turned 30 this we all had turned 30 this year um and uh Chrissy was like um she was like uh she is I think she's 32 33 yeah she's um, in early 30s is, yeah early 30s and she just opened up this cafe in her early 30s and I started telling her about I was like so like my and also her and I both went to school in New York mm. so I was like, I just felt, so this is going to segue into, like, I'm just opening it up in a segue into, like, how you feel comfortable, like, the cues, because don't just go up to anybody and be like, hey, so, uh, but <laughs> I, felt, I felt comfortable and I felt like it was a safe space and I just felt the energy was good. Mm. Like, I didn't feel like it was any malice in anybody's energy. I felt like the energy was good and it was genuine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, like, my ultimate goal is to be um, a screenwriter. I want to write tv and film and she was like oh my gosh like i write too like i've done this that blah 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 and i was like oh my gosh like that's so cool and we started talking talking about potentially like doing workshops in her space and then that branched off to oh you can y'all can record in here and it just was like whoa and we all just was like woman offering her us a beautiful her beautiful like from the very first time i walked in that space i thought it was beautiful and that all stemmed from a conversation yes (laughs) and like we just i was like wow like this is amazing and like i usually never want to tell people stuff because like fear of I'm like oh people want some ideas or like somebody like people might think that oh I can't do it and they're gonna be like well what have you done like have you shot like you know this that like I just was scared of negative like you know um comments but I felt so safe and so like secure and also the thing is once somebody opens up to you and shows a bit of, of vulnerability I feel like then it's okay to like, you know, show a little bit of vulnerability as well. So it's like not just them opening up. You're like, I'm hearing, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Let me tell you this. And it's like, oh, like it's a back and forth and you never know what that leads to. Yeah. So I'm really happy I did that because I don't often talk to strangers Um, because I have felt this thing of like, oh, I don't want nobody to know my next move. Like, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, in reality, when has that really helped me? It hasn't because yeah. I'm still in the same place that I've been here. Like, it really has not helped me. Um, And you can't do anything on your own and you can't do anything without a community. And the only way to get a community is if you speak up and try to cultivate that community. Like, you can't, people aren't just going to read your mind and flock to you or be like, oh, you look cool. Sometimes that do happen. But like, rarely. People, yeah, but rarely people are going to be like, oh, you look cool. You look like you want to be a writer. Let me do blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not going to happen. So the only way to cultivate community, get more comfortable with um saying out loud what I want to do is like going to talk to people, do something that's like scary almost or something, something that will leave you vulnerable and something that will like, you know, you're talking like you're being proud of yourself like yeah this you're naming like this is what I want to do yeah it's like you got to really believe that there are good people in the world you know and I think that like that's what I walked away with from like the conversation um and like like watching like when I saw you like name that and she was like no way like do you want to do a writing workshop and it was just like snowballing into all these common interests and like there are like you know, there are times when you can look at people and it's like, well, we we dress different. 
right? Like, oh, I'm I'm this type of girl, she that type of girl. I'm this type of person, they this type of person. Like, I'm preppy, they they girly pop. It's just like so <laughs> many different things you can do, like to to wedge yourself with people. But as much as possible, you have to like silence that and give people an opportunity to show you who they are. And there are some people out here who absolutely want to help you, what want to help other folks. And like, I think about this all the time because like. Something similar happened to me. Like there was one time I was trying to find out about like a a particular company. So I reached out to a random black woman on LinkedIn. I can't tell you exactly why I reached out to her. I just saw that she had twist in her picture. And I said, the worst she going to do is ignore me. Right. And I've been ignored before. It's fine. Like if I get ignored, I really will probably not even remember that I wrote her because it happens all the time. (laughs) So it's like I reach out to people, they never respond. And it's at this point probably 200, 300 people that I've reached out to who have responded to me. I, it's it's worth a shot type of thing. Like that's yeah. how I am. So yep. I reached out to her and she wrote me back and said, hey, can I call you? And I said, what? What? Yeah, absolutely. You can call me. <laughs> so we started talking and she gave me so much tea to help me prepare for this role. And I Felt felt like yes, I did it. I got the did the offer myself. But had it not been for her, I probably wouldn't have known how to navigate the interview so confidently. And if that wasn't enough, she has continued to just be like a resource to me for no good reason, for no reason. She's continued to be a resource for me, and I I've been talking to her about that, and I'm just like I'm so grateful for you. And she was like, absolutely, people have done it for me, and I'm gonna do it for you. And I was just like, hey, can we be friends? Can like I add you on Instagram? And now we're there, and like she's invited me to her hometown, and I feel like. And and we're talking about like how can we work with each other? How can we build each other up? She's introducing me to other like black professionals like across the country. And that was because I messaged one random person on a random Sunday. So you have to do that. And then on the flip side, you have to be willing to give to other people. Cause like Sabria, you were just saying like it's all about community. Like, it's all about community. And recently, like I did this like first generations and tech, like conversation with people and it was just like really something I was passionate about because like I'm a first gen college student I'm a first gen in almost everything that I do right so I know how isolating it could be and any chance I get to like share hey 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 this is you know this is how you do it I will and these a bunch of people found me on LinkedIn and said hey can I have 15 minutes of your time to talk through this and I go yeah I got I got 20 minutes like Everybody should be willing to talk to a stranger. Everybody should be willing to offer knowledge and not make people have to pay for it or subscribe to it or download mm-hmm. it. Like just give people information. It should be free. It should be free. And mm-hmm. um, I'm so happy that like we're at a place where we're like doing that more and like leaning into it. Like I am going and, uh, another tidbit too. like if you're going to ask people for their time, this is something I recently learned. So I feel like I have to share it. Ask them for something that they are more most likely to do. So don't ask them, hey, can you talk to me about how to get a job? Because they may not be able to actually do that. But if you could share, hey, like my name is, you know, Iman. I really, really am interested in like all that you do. I'd love it. Would you have 15 minutes over the next two weeks to talk to me on Zoom really quick? That's a reasonable ask. That's a reasonable ask. Mm-hmm. And if most people, if they're not like, I don't know, like, Beyonce, they have the time to do that and they have the space. 
So, yeah, talk to strangers in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Do you have any mm-hmm. tips on, like, how to do it safely? Um, I feel like definitely, like, try to feel out the energy of the room and the people. And, like, the if you're, like, more of a, a reserved person or you have reservations, like, let some, like, see what... Um, the other people in the room are talking about first, and then I feel like jump in, like from there, like um, like you know what I'm saying, like if somebody's talking about like you know the steps they did for their career and blah blah blah, and you're like, oh, actually, like you did this, like I feel like that's a safe, like just feel out like the energy of the room. That's all I I feel like that's like, but that's what I do, um, and like see like is this a safe space and like. Are they, are, is everybody smiling like is everybody like, like you know like that yeah I definitely uh make sure it's a safe space before I talk to strangers I try to like um this is something that I do and I'm like I don't care who has to say what about it representation matters I typically go to like the black women first like yeah, I same. go to people who I feel like I can see myself in um, and I feel like we're most likely to look out for each other. That's not all the time. That's not all the times, but most times I do that. There are mm-hmm. times where I go to like, you know, other marginalized groups. Like if like I go to marginalized people first, essentially. I go to yeah, a woman, same. I go to somebody like, you know, the black guy, I'll go to like the brown woman, like people like that, because I feel like they're more likely, they're more willing to help me. And maybe understand like some of the the specific questions I have to mm-hmm. answer. After I ask. agree. Also, another thing, um, when we were in the room for the workshop, none of us we all agreed that we did not like being the only black person mm. in a group. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, this is definitely like I am so happy that I opened up like stuff because. That's something like a red flag for me. Like if somebody likes me and the only black person in the room, I just feel like that's bad business. Like Yeah, but they're like, not... I don't have a problem with it. It's like you don't like are you a robot or are you just ignoring every microaggression thrown at you? Because you just <laughs> Exactly. You just think ignoring the problem is, is enough. Yes. When we all agreed on it, I'm like, okay, this is I mean, I already knew Iman's stance. But I'm just like when like they I'm like, oh, this is per I'm so glad that I said something. But yeah, like I do the same thing like Iman does too. Like just fill out the energy and like go talk to people who are like marginalized or people that you can relate to. Yeah, and I think that that's a good point. Like when we all said um that we didn't like being the only it was like it was like so many little clues. It was like a slow build up to mm-hmm. you get to the point where you're like, Hey, this is what I wanna do. This is this is who I am. Like I'm like a um, you know, film writer and she's like, Yes, but I remember like when we first came in and like we made a little joke. And she like she bust out laughing and kind of like kept going on the joke with us. I'm like, that is like a clue that somebody might be more like minded. Like when you can laugh together, when you can joke together, when you can say that unapologetically black thing. Okay, cool. Like just testing the waters little by little, like putting your toe in, like well, you know who it is. Because some people, even if they're black, they are absolutely not allies, and you should not talk to them. Yeah, not all sure. skin folk is kin folk. That's for sure. Yeah. So, like using that testing system definitely helps. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna continue to do it. Like that's kind of like a goal for my for my new year is to like continue to like make um impactful like 
like like and continue to reach out to people. Like that's the thing. And like of course that means managing my current friends, my current the current folks I have, but like I think sorry about the rant. There's this <laughs> thing where people are like it's like a badge of honor to not like talking to people all of a sudden. It's a badge of honor to be like when I get home from work and it ain't nobody there but me. It's like everybody wants to be that person that's nonchalant, introvertive. Um, they it like the more you don't like to reach out to people, apparently the cooler you are. But this is my opinion. That's not what life is about. Mm-mm. Life is not mm-hmm. about isolation. Um, it's okay to be an introvert. It's okay to value alone time. But life is not about making it as if you don't need people to get ahead because you absolutely do. And the people who realize that get to where they where they need to go. That's mm-hmm. just it. And I, I want to lean more into that. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. All right. So that's it for this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. Make sure y'all find us on the socials. You can find us also on Patreon. Um, We have extended our offerings. The tiers are a little bit like more even now. So essentially, whatever tier you decide to like check into, everyone gets the same thing because we love to be gracious out here and fair. We know a little economic crisis going on. So yeah, be, definitely sign up to our Patreon if you want to get some exclusive content in our business and be part of our book clubs. Um, we're going to be reading uh, Quinta's uh, book. Oh, I mean, we're going to have a book club on Quinta's book, She Memes Well, and that'll be coming up. Make sure you follow us on social media at Black Girl Brunch on Instagram, BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. You can, and you can email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at imamate, on Twitter at itsmate and Sabria. And you can find me at itsfrankenfem on Instagram at frankenfem underscore on Twitter. And thank you, everybody who subscribed to our Patreon so far. Yippee! Yep, that's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.